God bless you, everyone. I'm very excited to bring tonight a podcast sermon to the church, uh, speaking tonight on tearing down our Towers of Babel. So it's been a while since our last uh, Bible study based upon the book of Genesis, and I thought tonight that we would begin by Genesis 11, verses 1 to 9. I'd like to talk again about tearing down our Towers of Babel and building up the kingdom of God. The Bible tells us how humanity was scattered across the whole world in the Tower of Babel story that's found in Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 to 9. Called the world's first skyscraper, history places the Tower of Babel at about 330 feet tall and at the center of the ancient sprawling city of Babylon called the City of Cities. Today, all that's left of the symbol of ancient pride is an oversized watering hole. So what lessons can we learn from this as Christians that are relevant today? Over the next few moments, I'd like to identify three lessons from Genesis 11, verse 1 to 9. First, let's talk about God's instructions. God had instructed Noah and his descendants to spread across the whole world, and he had promised that he wouldn't destroy the world by water anymore. Nowadays, it's hard to imagine a global flood, but the evidence was all around them in that time. But the invisible God that their fathers had once talked about wasn't so easy to see. So instead of obeying, in just a few generations, humanity forgot both God's command and his promise. They settled in the Shinar Valley and began construction on a tower that was both an icon of pagan worship, the god Marduk, as well as a backup plan just in case the floodwaters that destroyed humanity came once again. Today, I'd like to say that spiritual towers of Babel are easy to build, and in fact, we might be erecting them in our lives right now. So here's the first lesson. The tower itself was the result of human decision. I'd like to say the consequences of our attitudes and life decisions are also towers of Babel. If we choose to follow our own paths instead of the word of God, instead of choosing to follow the path that God has outlined, we are often tempted to make our own way, relying on our abilities or those of people around us, just like the people in Genesis 11 chose to unite themselves to accomplish a particular goal instead of obeying God's command to spread out across the whole world. Now, their question was reasonable. What if a flood comes again? That's a reasonable assumption. But God had already said that it wouldn't come. So their attitude was one of doubt. And as a result of their doubts, they built a tower. Remember, if your attitude towards someone or something isn't lined up with the word of God, it will lead you from one bad decision to another. If your attitude towards someone or something isn't based upon faith in the word of God, it will lead you from one bad decision to another. So the question then becomes, how do you know if your attitude is Christ-pleasing, as I mentioned in my live sermon this morning? The answer is by staying connected to the Holy Spirit. Let me say that again to make sure it's clear. The answer is by staying connected to the Holy Spirit. Humanity at this point in the Bible had strayed so far from God that instead of being in an active relationship with him, they were willing to trust in stone and slime instead of trusting in the infallible word of God that had brought the flood in the first place. Now that might seem strange, but again, it's very easy for us to uh, to sit back and criticize them, but we need to think about our own selves as well and think, are we doing the same? So humanity at this point had strayed so far from being in an active relationship with God, that they were willing to trust stone and slime more than they were willing to trust the infallible word of God that brought the flood in the first place. Which brings me to my second point. Where there is no passion for Christ, it is very difficult to know whether your actions or attitudes are correct. Being passionate about Jesus will drive you to seek him humbly in prayer, to pour over the pages of his word, to listen for his voice in every puff of wind and in the quiet places of your heart. Knowing him and what pleases him becomes the very center of your life. But those who are building towers instead of God's kingdom fall out of love with their creator and make their own life pursuits their God. When choosing your career, for example, ask yourself if you can freely serve the Lord in this path 
Or will you be helping evil to spread? Or will you be placed in compromising situations? For Noah's descendants, this tower had become a life pursuit, but it was one that led them away from the very purpose that God had placed them here to accomplish. So be in love with Jesus in order to discern whether your attitudes and decisions towards God and to other people is pleasing to the Holy Spirit. Remember, we're here to please Him and not the other way around. Finally, the tower was a note of security, whereas God was challenging humanity to step out into the dangerous wilderness and survive by trusting in Him alone. Now, to get a better picture of what I mean, remember the world had been tilted about 23 degrees from being perfectly upright. This sudden shift resulted in massive changes, seasons, landslides, volcanic eruptions, just to name a few. Talk about climate change. And humanity had to adjust to this all. Growing food was was hard. And in the midst of all of this, they had developed a system of building a city and surviving and working together. So much so till God said, nothing will be impossible to them if I allow this to continue. But in the midst of all of this, all of this environmental disruption and climate change and difficult scenarios that were waiting outside, God clearly directed Noah's descendants to step out and fill the whole earth, not settle down in one valley of security and safety. Today, he still asks his children to step out into unknown situations, into difficult and dangerous environments to fill the earth with his glory. Because it's in the difficult situations that we see him act in our life. We can choose to stay where things are comfortable, spiritually or naturally, in our spiritual or natural life, right up close to the Tower of Babel that we have erected or that others are building, or we can move out in faith and watch God work his wonders. Remember, as I close, that it was only when humanity moved away from its comfort zone that God was finally able to get a man under his control, a man who would change the course of history and get the first stage of God's redemption plan going. His name was Abraham, and we'll pick up with this story next time. Until then, tear down any towers that are erected in your life and build the kingdom of God.